Welcome to the Friday Weekly Roundup on Indy's Everything Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Indy. Let's get into this week's events. Okay, so the first event we're actually going to talk about today is the tornadoes that came through the central U.S. on December the 10th. So that would be last Friday and Saturday. On the evening of Friday, December the 10th, a powerful storm raced across the central U.S., unleashing over 30 tornadoes across six states, Missouri, Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Illinois. These tornadoes collapsed buildings into twisted debris. Officials fear they claimed more than 80 lives in the process. Mississippi was the only state to not report any fatalities during the storm. Arkansas and Missouri reported two fatalities, Tennessee reported four, and Illinois reported the second highest fatalities at six. The most significant damage was occupied at a candle factory in Kentucky, a warehouse in Illinois, and a nursing home in Arkansas. A stretch of more than 250 miles from Arkansas to Kentucky may have been hit by the violent long-tracked twister. At least four tornadoes hit western Kentucky, and the track for this tornado is over 200 miles. The Kentucky governor, Andy Bashar, stated, This level of devastation is unlike anything I have seen. The Mayfield Consumer Products Candle Factory in Mayfield, Kentucky had been working 24-7 to meet the Christmas demand, and there were over 110 employees working that evening. At least 40 of the employees had been rescued by the morning of Sunday, December 12th, under the approximate 15 feet of vehicles on top of barrels of corrosive chemicals. By Sunday evening, only eight fatalities reported and only eight uh, employees were unaccounted for. It was not likely that anyone else survived. A lawsuit has been filed by the survivors of the storm for not letting employees go home early as the storm approached. We will definitely go into further detail on one of this week's episodes. Warren County Coroner's Office confirmed that there are approximately 12 child storm-related fatalities. Graves County Jail had to evacuate 83 inmates due to the damage the jail sustained during the storm. Luckily, no inmates or employees were killed during the storm and only a few had minor injuries. One of the deaths at the candle factory was a deputy that was a part of a work release program for low-security, low-level offenders. The Edwardsville Police Department in Illinois reported Sunday morning that six people died at the Amazon warehouse during the storm's Friday evening. The 11-inch thick and 40-foot tall walls could not endure the up to 150 mile per hour winds Friday night, causing 150 yards of the warehouse to collapse. Police Chief Michael Philback reported on Sunday they did not suspect that anyone else was missing. 
45 Amazon workers were transported to the Pontoon Beach Police Department to identify each employee and ask who else was inside the building that evening. There was no Amazon representative at Saturday afternoon's press conference, but Amazon spokesperson Richard Rocha responded Friday evening after News 4 reached out stating, The safety and well-being of our employees and partners is our top priority right now. We're assessing the situation and we'll share additional information when it's available. Once the total fatalities had been confirmed, another statement was released from Amazon. Our thoughts, prayers, and deepest sympathies are with the victims, their loved ones, and everyone impacted. This is a devastating tragedy for our Amazon family, and our focus is on supporting our employees and partners. Chief Whiteford reported that there was a shift change at the warehouse at the time of the tornado, resulting in van drop-offs, people picking up or dropping off people, increasing the number of people who could have possibly been present. The fire department reported multiple hazards upon arriving at the scene. The building had broken water mains pouring water into the building, a natural gas leak, and not to mention the building being charged with electricity. The White House reported that Joe Biden approved a federal emergency declaration for Kentucky on Sunday, December the 12th, and indicated that he had directed FEMA and other federal agencies to provide the speediest assistance possible to impact communities. President Biden arrived in Kentucky on Wednesday, December the 15th, with Republican Congressman James Comer of Kentucky's 1st District. Although Congressman Comer is not the biggest fan of President Biden, he didn't accompany him to tour the shattered community of Mayfield and the surrounding communities to survey the damage. Now, on to our second event that we're going to be talking about today. It is actually the nearly 1,500 documents released from the National Archives about JFK's assassination. We may go deeper into the conspiracy theory and facts of the assassination, but today we're just going to talk about the release of the documents. On Wednesday, December the 15th, the National Archives released 1,500 documents pertaining to the assassination of former President John F. Kennedy in 1963. Researchers are frustrated because it seems that most of the documents are duplicates with less words redacted, often just the CIA case officer or the location of overseas agency stations investigators had already pieced together. There are still over 10,000 documents that have been partially redacted or entirely withheld and will likely not be seen until December 2022, if ever. The delay in releasing of these documents are prolonging a bitter debate between the federal government and the JFK assassination researchers. The University of Virginia's Larry Sabato a leading scholar of the assassination states the lack of transparency and the fact that getting these documents after 58 years is like pulling a mouthful of teeth. It tells you why we have so many conspiracy theories. 
Before we get into all the fun things that have happened in history this week, let's look at a story from Australia, Um, a bouncy castle fall, Australian bouncy castle fall, where five children died and four others were injured after falling from a bouncy castle that was blown away by a gust of wind. On Thursday, yesterday, December 16th, the primary school fun day in Davenport, Tasmania, Australia. The children fell from 10 meters, about 32 feet, and were in grade 6, so were about 10 or 11 years old. Paramedics arrived quickly on the scene of Hillcrest Primary School where four students were pronounced dead on the scene and five students were airlifted to the local hospital where one was later pronounced dead. The police reported that a coroner's investigation was underway. Bouncy castles blowing away is not that uncommon. There have been reported deaths from this in the U.S., U.K., and China. And finally, my favorite, historical events that have happened this week. So first, Frank Sinatra was born December the 12th of 1915. And second, unfortunately, George Washington died December the 14th of 1799. So some events that happened this week were on December the 11th of 1946, UNICEF was established. The United Nations International Children's Emergency Fund, a UN affiliate organization that works for the welfare of children around the world. On December 12th, 1969, the Piazza Fontana bombing occurred. A bombing A bomb exploded at the building of the National Agrarian Bank in Milan, Italy, killing 17 people and injuring 88. On December 13, 2003, Saddam Hussein was captured. Saddam Hussein, the fifth president of Iraq, was found hiding in a camouflage hole in the ground and was captured by American forces near Tikrit, Iraq. The military operation that led to his capture was called Operation Red Dawn. He was subsequently handed over to the interim Iraqi government. After the trial, where he was found guilty for crimes against humanity, he was executed three years after his capture in December of 2006. On December 14th of 2012, Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting occurred. Adam Lanza shot and killed 20 children and 6 adults at the Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut. On December 15th of 1939, Gone with the Wind premiered. The award-winning film was adapted from the Pulitzer Prize winner Margaret Mitchell's book by the same name. On December 16th of 1707, the last eruption of Mount Fuji occurred. The highest volcano in Japan erupted for the last time in what is known as the Hoi eruption. The eruption lasted for 17 days. On December 17th of 1790, the Aztec calendar stone was discovered, also known as the Stone of Five Eras. The sculpture was excavated in Mexico City. I 100% overshot when I was researching my weekly roundup for this week. 
I also had on the docket the Huawei scandal. I don't know how to pronounce it because I did not get that much research done on it. Um, it's a tech company from China and there's been a whole bunch of stuff going on with it. So I'm going to try to do an episode on that this week. Another thing that I had on here was the Haiti kidnappers. I also want to do an episode on that. Apparently, there are some Christian missionaries that have been kidnapped in Haiti, and I would like to explore that. Unfortunately, I did not have time to have both of those make it in to this week's episode. So I'm just going to try to put those in to this week's like a more in-depth research of these. I also want to do one on the JFK assassination. Probably not going to get that one done this week. It's not going anywhere. And there are only more documents going to be released. So I think I'm going to do the Haiti kidnappers first and then the scandal second. So be on the lookout for those coming up this week. I just want to thank you once again for joining in for Indy's Friday weekly roundup. And I hope you have a fantastic rockin' weekend. Thanks again for tuning in to the Friday Weekly Roundup. Please don't forget to rate and review this podcast and episode wherever you're listening. If you'd like to see photos from today's episode, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Indies Everything Talk. If you have a story to share or would like to be on the show, please email me at IndiesEverythingTalk at gmail.com. If you would like to support the show, head on over to Patreon.